Oh, we are back for episode two. Episode two, last week was fun. Uh, last week was fun. We got some, uh, thank you for all the feedback, all the yeah. people that came in, all the people that commented and shared their thoughts. Uh, it was overwhelming, to be honest, because I didn't think we were going to get that many listens. I, I didn't think anyone would listen to um, it. We had a majority of people overseas, um, some local people listening, and I just, I, was, I honestly was shocked that we had that many listens. <laughs> so thanks to everyone who had a listen last week. What platforms is it on? Uh, we're on every platform, Spotify, Apple Apple Music, um, YouTube, pr- pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. So Brilliant. Um, I think it's going to be in bite-sized chunks every week. So 20 minutes on your way to work, making someone came in and said, oh, I was listening to it as I made brekkie. So Brilliant. bite-sized chunks. But anyway, look, thank you to everyone who um, had a listen last week. I think we're going to go there again today. We're going to try to. <laughs> but this, look, this podcast is really just real talk. It's something we've wanted to start for how long? Years. And um, we're just talking about our experiences and maybe if we ask the right questions, um, some things might change. So true. Anyway, what are we talking about today? I actually have no, we haven't even spoken, so let's, um, let's, this is going to be off the cuff. Well, I think it's a subject you and me have chatted about before, but uh, I'd love today to just have a conversation around spiritual manipulation. Oh, okay. Spiritual yep. manipulation. Spiritual manipulation. Um, wow. You know, some people think you can't even use that terminology. The, the misuse of power from, you know, pastors, priests, you know, um, that can lead to disturbing things, you know, like we hear about pedophilia in the Catholic Church yep. and and a concept um, called holy darkness. I think it would be just great to talk about that. And ultimately, I think the message we want to get across today is we want everyone to know that pastors and priests are really not that important. Yeah. And we need to stop putting them on a pedestal and just bring them back down to a normal level. We were talking the other day and in the one this one line stuck in my head that you said, you go... Um, or what if we talk about the fact that your pastor might be wrong? Yeah. Because <laughs> how often do we, um, you know, <clears throat> the pastor says something or um, speaks on a sermon. Let me just ask you this question. How many sermons did you get off the platform and go, oh, I was off there? Bro, literally <laughs> heaps. I remember when I first became a pastor, sometimes I would get off the stage and literally think to myself that whole thing was actually wrong. Like, it was terrible. The whole thing. The whole thing, bro. Literally, like, preaching almost anti what Jesus would say. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, I was young. I was just giving it my best shot. But I think that highlights the fact that we shouldn't put too much trust. Uh, or, or It's not too much trust, but we sh- definitely shouldn't put the trust that we trust in God and Jesus in pastors and people. In men. It's different type of trust. Like. Okay. And we should definitely weigh up everything a pastor is saying and teaching. Like even the Bible talks about don't just take it on, but like check it with the scriptures. Like, mm. like we can't just believe everything we hear, especially in this digital age when basically everyone can listen to anyone. And but we all the truth is we all know those weird Christians though that take everything that the pastor or a church may say and just go, nah, it's so wrong, this is not scripturally sound. Yeah. And they're just ho- like okay. really annoying to be around. So where's yep. this? Where's the middle ground? I mean, I agree. I think we have to question and go, okay, is this the right thing? Yes. Or is this just maybe their um, humanness yes. coming through, which is totally a beautiful thing as well? Yes. Um, or do I actually just need to really listen to what they're saying mm-hmm. and take on what they're saying? Where's that balance? Where's that line? Because sometimes, you know, I've gone one way where I've listened and it wasn't right to listen. Mm-hmm. And I've gone another way where I haven't listened when I should have listened. Or I should and when I say listen, I mean taking on. So where's that 
Where's that middle ground? Yeah, that's good. I, that's a great question. I think the middle ground is something that people can only answer for themselves because ultimately people need to obey God for themselves. And I, I find when people are going too far one way, it's because they don't really have a relationship with God. They're actually just anti-church. And they're more about having a relationship with being anti the pastor or anti the message or they're just negative people. And then you go people that are the other way, fully doing everything the pastor says. It's actually the same thing. Those people don't have a relationship with God. I think the middle ground is about asking yourself the question, am I being obedient to God myself? Like, mm. do I feel I'm doing what God's called me to do? So maybe would we be talking in, in regards to people in authority in our lives too that maybe aren't our pastors? Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that do listen to this podcast mm-hmm. may not be in a church or, yep. you know, really to ever talk to a pastor. So what if... Like the same thing happens, I feel, that if someone's boss mm-hmm. just roasts them, mm-hmm. where's the line where you're getting abused mm-hmm. at work or you're getting abused by maybe your coach if you're, in, if you're an athlete or something like that? Where's the point where you're getting abused and you need to stand up for yourself or you just need to listen and shut up and listen to what they're saying? Because I think that people in authority are all around us in every aspect of life. You know, I've worked full-time jobs before and I know the boss was wrong, mm-hmm. but I felt to just listen just suck it up and just suck it up but then sometimes i'm like no this is not okay and i'm gonna speak up yeah i think um i think everyone and correct me if you think i'm wrong but i think everyone knows when it's right or wrong i think our problem is not knowing when we should speak up or when we should listen i think our problem is the ability to deal with conflict and i think where we go wrong is we see conflict as a bad thing we try and hide from conflict and so it's actually that we lack the ability to have conflict in our lives in a healthy way. Because instinctively, I think people know this is an abusive relationship. This person's manipulating me. You know, we as humans can pick up on these things. It's just we bury them deep because mm. we don't actually want to have the conversation. We don't want to talk about it. Sometimes it's easier to stay in an abusive relationship or at an unhealthy job or stay in an unhealthy church because you just don't have the ability to um, face that conflict. Yeah, to face the conflict. And the, yeah. the real issue is, like, do I have the ability to disagree in a healthy way, have the conversation, um, or am I just too scared to do that? Yeah, I'd agree. I think what I'd add to that and say what I've tried to do in my life, and I haven't always gotten this right, but what I've tried to do is set up people who are older than me who have been there and done that mm-hmm. and people are, you know, three or four <coughs> people around my life where I can go, okay, if there's something going on in my life and I'm getting maybe abused by a boss or I feel like mm-hmm. the pastor's wrong. I mean, I've done this with you before, bro. Um, in times when you said things to me that I'm like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. And so I've gone to um, some, some older pastors and said, Hey, what do you think about this? And actually ended up coming in, you know, in a great place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would, ab- they were able to give me advice that was um, either for what someone has said to me or against. And so I feel like the biggest thing for me has been having multiple people in my yeah. life and going, hey, what do you think? Yes. What do you think? And they're strategic people in my mm-hmm. life. So they're three or four, mm-hmm. either older or doing or you know doing something that I'm aspiring to. I've got like a business mentor, an older pastor who's mm-hmm. in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got yourself and I've got um, my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. They're the four people I'm like, okay, if I've got a decision in my life, they're the people I'm going it's to brilliant. and I'm, I'm getting the collective um, so good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. advice and then I'm applying that. And so it, it removes my emotions because they're mm. not emotionally attached. Fully. Do you know what I mean? Fully. I think that's, that's so healthy, bro. Proverbs talks about having multiple advisors in our lives. Um, and I think, look, 
diving like straight in here, when you're with a manipulative boss or, you know, in a church that's spiritually abusive, a pastor that wants to be controlling or spiritually abusive or in a marriage that's abusive, what will happen is that person will not want you to listen to other voices. And that's a huge red flag for being in an abusive church. You know, in, like if a pastor's getting up, you know, or speaking to you behind closed doors and saying, look, we know better. Like mm. we're better than other churches. Or if a boss is saying, no, don't listen to that person. Like if they're destroying other voices, that's when you know it's unhealthy. It's a massive red flag. Yeah. So um, I think that's brilliant, man, that you've yeah. got multiple voices. I think it takes a lot of hard work to have multiple voices because yeah, yeah. you've got to build these other relationships. But I reckon totally that's, worth it. that's brilliant. So in, so in regards to manipulation, like, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in church mm-hmm. and I was never told that pastors could manipulate you. Yes. It was just never. So I just thought whatever they said goes, you know, like that's mm-hmm. how I grew up. And I, I know I can imagine that people listening to this would feel the same way. Yep. Like whatever my pastor says, that's just, yep. that's Bible. So where's the, where, okay. So this is, where's the tension between honor, mm-hmm. honoring your pastor mm-hmm. and um, thinking for yourself and going, maybe this isn't the right thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good question. Because I think honor, honor is important. Honor is so important, but I think what a lot of people do is they, they, they verse honor against disagreement. And so it's like, it's a competition. It's like, Oh, I can't honor and disagree, but actually You've got to be able to disagree if you want to have healthy honour. I think there's um, some churches which are really healthy with honour because the pastor's not like, like our way is the best way, you know. We've got to do things like this. And they're happy to be wrong. They're happy to have the conversation. Um, and they're happy to for people to disagree with them. Like I've, I've spoke sermons before. You know, we've had conversations where I'll say, hey, look, I, I believe this is, you know, what we should do as a church and you would disagree with that mm. but there's an honoring relationship which is so beautiful and sometimes i've said something and you've disagreed with it and then i've been like yeah actually you're right you mm. know like even about this podcast but then you know? also but then there's also been times where i've where we've maybe you've said something and i've disagreed but also i've been in the wrong because i've mm-hmm. got i'm somehow emotionally mm-hmm. just not there yep. you know and so like before like let's just go there before we were talking about the podcast and mm-hmm. and what we should be talking about we both got different ideas yep. um both are right yep. none are wrong but you said something and then i, I immediately emotionally attached myself. I'm like, no this mm-hmm. is how we should do it and yep. so and it took me 10 minutes to calm down. I went to the toilet and I mm-hmm. came back and I gave you a hug and said, I'm sorry for speaking to you like that. But then you also said to me after that, no, maybe you were right. Yep. And it came out in a beautiful place. But I think mm-hmm. that was that was honour. You see, that's honour. That's I real. Took, I took the lowest place and I said, yep. you know what, I'm going to apologise for mm-hmm. the way I spoke to him. I didn't. I really didn't want to, bro. I didn't mm-hmm. want to apologise to you. But I was like, you know, I need to because mm-hmm. we need to move forward here. And I think that's where honour is. Yes. It's, it's going, you know, I, I still believe, I still have my own thoughts and beliefs mm-hmm. and ideas but I'm willing to, do you know what I mean? Take yeah, that absolutely. lower place. Become the servant. Become the servant. Yeah. And, I've, and okay if we don't mm-hmm. do my ideas. Yep. I'm okay with it. Yep. Even, even though they're probably better than yours. <laughs> do you know what I mean though? Sometimes, like, yeah, that, they that, are. That idea. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's where honour is. Now you spoke about, um, we, we, we want to keep it short. You spoke about um, holy darkness. Holy darkness. Now please explain. Please explain. Okay, so, um, you know, spiritual abuse, manipulation, holy darkness. So the best way to talk about holy darkness is um, I'll, I'll use a priest as an example and, you know, forgive me, Catholic Church, but it's just an easy example. So ho- holy darkness. So in the world or in, in church um, specifically, what happens is when someone's a priest or a pastor, we put them on this pedestal. Like I, like I did it, you know, 
correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure yeah, you did it. But but when I was younger, immature in my faith, I thought the pastor how had somehow achieved this level of holiness. Um, holiness and integrity and righteousness. And I thought God had seen how good that person had been. And so God had placed him in a position of authority. And I thought, wow, like that's amazing, right? And what pastors, and specifically in this context that I'm about to speak about, priests, priests don't tell people otherwise. You, you'll never hear a priest get up at the start of Mass and say, hey, I just want everyone to know I'm not really that good. You know, don't honor me too much because I'm sinful. What a priest or a pastor loves, and it's we all love it. We all love it when people lift us up on a pedestal. It makes us feel good. But the moment someone someone thinks of us more highly than we really are. So let's just say someone thinks, well, you're so righteous, you would never sin. But in reality, we probably sin once a day. That right there is a gap. And if we don't tell people that that gap exists, hey, I'm not really that good, that right there is a holy darkness. And that is when sin can start to creep in. So this is why pedophilia... For the past, for the for priest the pastor, or pastor. For the priest or so the pastor. So a holy darkness that comes over a priest or yeah, a pastor. It okay. comes, yeah, it's holy darkness because basically we think the priest is never going to sin. The priest knows that he's a sinner. And so there's this huge gap in his life. So does he think he can get away with he that gap? He thinks he can get away okay. with it. In fact, there's no check on it. Right. And wherever there's no check or no accountability or the Bible would speak wherever there's no light on a subject... Basically, fungus grows in darkness. Mm. Um, sin grows in darkness. So a priest, you know, we think they're so good. They're like up there with Jesus. And so what a priest will do, he'll become so um, deceived in his own mind, he ends up looking at child mm. pornography and... Becoming abusive and become, all sort of stuff. Before yeah. you know it, he's abusing children in the church precinct because there's a massive holy darkness because we put pastors, priests up on this pedestal, but really they're just as normal as everybody else. And what I'm saying is that we've got to like stop thinking that pastors and priests are that good because they're not better than you or me. They're just normal people. And if we can like not think of them so highly, the whole world's going to be a better place. Right. So how do we do that um, while still honouring them? I think our relationship depicts is pretty good. Hmm. You and I, I would say, are best mates. Mm -hmm. Would you say? Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, you're also um, you're also speaking to my life as my leader. I've mm -hmm. let you speak into my life as my mm -hmm. leader, and so you know, I think we've got a good tension here within our friendship. I know when it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you're speaking to me as my mm -hmm. pastor mm -hmm. who has prayed and and, yep. and has heard from God, yep. but then we have so much banter as best mates too. Mm -hmm. How do how do people have this relationship? Yep. Okay, so I think the first thing I probably need to address is you can only have this relationship if the pastor or the priest is humble and willing to admit it. If you're in a church where the pastor or the priest is pretending that they're better than you, you need to get out of that church or that parish or whatever. Because if they're like elevating themselves, um, that is so, that's like the opposite of what Jesus did. Jesus said, no, we're, we're here to be servants. In fact, if I can just read, there's a scripture that articulates what it is we're talking about. It's Matthew chapter 23, and it's Jesus saying how we should honour people. He says, and he's talking to his disciples, and he goes, but you are not to be called a rabbi. So back in the day, all the, there was like Jewish rabbis, and the rabbis were ones that had the 12 disciples, and Jesus came as a rabbi. 
But everyone else thought, oh, well, if I follow a rabbi one day, I'll become a rabbi. Mm. And Jesus is like, well, 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 that, that's not how we roll anymore. He goes, but you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brothers. So he's saying, the only holy one now is me. Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm the king. I'm the one that you can follow and that you can trust. And then in verse 9, it says, And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father and he is in heaven. So this is like when we're titling like, oh, father so-and-so, it's clearly against what Jesus said because we shouldn't be elevating people to a place of um, authority or position that should be only for God. Uh, We're all brothers, that's what Jesus says. Verse 10, nor are you to be called instructors for you have one instructor, the Messiah. Verse 11, the greatest among you will be your servant, for those who mm. exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So the only way that we can have this relationship, because, okay, in this relationship, I'm your pastor, right? Even though you hate saying In inverted that. comments, yes. I hate it. But I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah. Bro, I might say to you one day, look, I think you should, you know, cut your hair a number one instead of a number two. You know, like something stupid, get it wrong. But I'm humble enough and I let everyone in our church know, hey, I might get it wrong sometimes. I might be completely off. Maybe I had too much pizza one night. Like I am human. And when the pastor has that, then it's easier for you because now you don't think like you have to like listen to everything I say. You know it's okay to disagree. So whoever's the leader, like if it's a boss at work or a pastor at church, the pastor needs to set that foundation by saying, hey, we're all brothers around here. Mm. we're all equal around here now i might be a pastor but that really just means i'm going to serve you yeah and if i can speak from if i can speak from the other side being the person who's receiving maybe that um pastoral care or or leadership it would be it's on um us to honor you in spite of seeing your failings so Mm -hmm. let's put it into this perspective I would say, okay, I'm going to still honour James even though I see that he really annoys me and says the wrong things mm-hmm. sometimes. So it's on me to go, well, I still, I still go, you know, um, I'm not just going to get up and leave. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, if I really, look, I think we're talking about two things. If I really disagree with like a theology yep. or a philosophy that, that you talk about and I don't like it mm-hmm. and I'm telling other people I don't like it, I think that's, there's a time there where it's like maybe I should go somewhere else. Yep. If it's little things that annoy me and just are like preference, I think I've got to be able to go, okay, well, um, you know, he has started this thing. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And there's an honouring. Because when we're talking about this, there's a conundrum going on in my head a little bit. Because I agree. I think that there is a holy darkness and there is a level of of this attainment that priests and pastors try and get to, which isn't real. Mm -hmm. So they should be levelled down. But I also believe that... There's a healthy honour that needs to take place. So, so how do you like? Let's talk about this honour. Like when you say you honour me, like what is it? That, like what's that even mean? Like what? Like what do you mean by that? Well, it's going okay. Well, I guess honouring is going well. You've given up a lot of it's. You've given up a lot of things: family time, money, expenses, to start this church, right? And so I want to go. Okay, he's done a lot for this and for people like me, so I can come and have a space. So I want to be able to. If I've got money, sometimes give him money. Or if I've, um, you know, if I maybe am annoyed at him, I'm going to honour him by not saying anything mm-hmm. and just like just being okay with being wrong in this in this yep. circumstance. And I honour my friends, not just my pastors. I, yeah, I yeah. honour my parents. I honour my friends. It's not just my pastor. Yeah. Um, 
but I think that we, yeah, we, we do put a lot of emphasis on honoring our pastors and our yep. priests and, and all that sort of thing. I think honor goes in every direction. Yeah. You can honor somebody who's got nothing to offer you mm-hmm. and is, is the person down here in our eyes. There's yep. still honor involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best way to honor is, as you said, get under. Yeah, see, for me as the pastor, I, I would, you know, if we were having a pastoral chat, I would say um, it would be unhealthy for you to honour me more or different to how you honour somebody else. Mm. I, I would say that that's unhe- um, unhealthy. There is a, a moment in the Bible where it says to give teachers and preachers double honour, but it's only talking about when they've given up their life to preach the gospel, teach and go to all the world, that we should help them live. Yeah, that's right. We, yep. we should like, you know, if they need to eat, let's make sure that they've got more yep. than enough food. And I get that. Like if someone gives up their life because they want to s- spread God's love to all the world, yeah, let's, let's look after them. But that's the only time when double honour should come in. Any other time, bro, it's just I should honour you. I think we should just honour everyone exactly the same. Like in... In the scriptures, it, it it says this in Romans 12, verse 10. It says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And I don't think, I think it's become unhealthy. Let's talk about our, and this is just me, like, you know, you can come from the other perspective, but I think um, in um, a lot of, you know, modern relevant churches, there can be this huge, you know, oh, wow, that's the pastor. Oh, well, let's, we, we should honor him. Like, I've heard of some churches where, like, people are going around washing the pastor's car and, like, Bible college students are, like, cleaning their house. And it's like, I'm like, that's disgusting. (laughs) Like, that's the opposite of what Jesus... Like, if anything, the pastor should be going around to their house washing their car. that's right. Like, that's how... That's what I reckon it should be. Like, Jesus didn't come and say, all right, now all of you die on the cross for me. Yeah, that's right. Jesus came and he died on the cross and I think that there's just been an unbalance of honour in the church. I think, I honestly do, and I'm speaking as a pastor, we need to bring the honour level back down to pastors. And I know you're struggling with that. Like, oh, but, not really. Not but like, really. I reckon we need to bring it back down. Like, mm. stop honouring your pastor so much. Like, honour your next door neighbour for crying out loud. No, I just like, think that, that honour needs to be spread evenly. Like, honour your parents the same as you'd honour yes, your pastor. Yep. I, like, I think just honour yep. people and friends and people in your life this, the same. If, you're, if you've got yes. an honouring spirit... Yes. You will just naturally honour everybody. Honour everyone. That's and it, right. And it doesn't matter who you're yeah, with. Yeah, that's right. You'll naturally honour them. Yeah. So what we're saying is we're saying let's just really take a humanity approach here mm-hmm. and let's just say that pastors are not any better than you are. No. They're not any more special. And they could get it wrong. That's right. And they could get it wrong. And so let's just bring them back down and, and treat them like human beings. Yep. And so then it helps yep. them too so they're not up on this pedestal. Totally. It helps them stay pure, stay honest. And I will say this. If you're in a relationship, you know, or if your pastor is not humble or he doesn't want to, um, you know, ever have conversations that are real, that could lead to an unhealthy place. Like you want to find a place where everybody is just loving one another, everyone's on an equal playing field. Not saying just leave that. I think that if they want to have a conversation with him about it, they have should. Have chat, Say, yes. hey, look, and, and do it in a healthy, respectful yep. way. Hey, yep. oh, this is what, you know, I think. Yep. What do you think? Conflict and if it doesn't go well... Fine. If it doesn't go well, then leave. But look, we're running out of time. We can't keep this podcast going for ages. We could, though. We've got so many things we could say. Um, anything else you want to say? Well, we did say we'd speak about spiritual abuse, but... Maybe we should save that for next week. All right, then. Spiritual abuse. I guess we'll talk... That's that's the manipulation part, but... Yeah. Um, look, next week, let's talk about spiritual right, abuse. Okay. 
Awesome. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us for our second podcast. How many of these do you reckon we're going to have, bro? Well, I don't know. A, a lot, eh? A thousand? Maybe ten. Should we do ten a week? Ten a no, week. No, I'm just joking. We're not going to do ten a week. Anyway, look, what was our outro again? Oh, it was it was bad. Amen. We, we it was like with another na, 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 Amen. Oh, these mics are, could be good for recording. Maybe we should record yeah. a song soon. Wait, seriously? All right, guys. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We'll be back. And um, we're talking about spiritual abuse. <laughs>